everyone, and welcome to Pop Rocks. I'm your host, Evan Bieber, and today we have Brooklyn-based synth-pop artist Nick Troop. In addition to his multiple music projects and writing for TV and media, two of his songs, Shame and Child's Play, were recently featured on the second season of Netflix's Ginny and Georgia. He also famously wrote the theme song for Pop Rocks. Welcome, Nick. Thank you. So good to be here. Yes, thank you so much for talking with me today. Of course, of course. I wanted to. First of all, congratulations on your year it's Thank been you. so cool to like watch you like blowing up <laughs> yeah I, I i use that term sparingly but it has certainly been a, a good year for me so thank yeah, you of course also on like a deep dive of you it's really cool to see how much your sound and like your style has evolved throughout the years especially based on like each project that you're working on and then now like your solo music also. So I thought I'd take you on like a quick journey of your past. If that's Yeah, I love it. Let's do it. All right, cool. So in 2014, you put out your EP with Steamboats Mm -hmm. and the music was super like folky and more like acoustic. Can you tell me about that project? Yeah, uh, at the time, uh, I was really into bands like, you know, Nickel Creek and like New Age modern folk. And uh, a few friends of mine were also kind of in the same boat. So we had always like sung together in choirs and stuff like that. So we were used to like singing as a group. Um, So for this project, we really wanted to put like vocal harmonies at the forefront and you know just kind of some mellow guitar harmonies here and there um but yeah very heavy on the singer songwriter uh heavy on on the singing of course and then um yeah it was a lot of fun it was it was a lot of work because uh i think a lot of players myself included like we want to be loud and we want to be like really boisterous and in your face and this was kind of the opposite of that um so it was interesting to dial it back a little bit, you know? Yeah. It's a really, really good EP. Thank I you. listened to it all this morning. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know what's so funny? When I first met you, mm-hmm. I I knew that you were a musician. And so I actually listened to your music before I met you. Mm-hmm. And I remember being like, wow, you're so talented. And because that, I mean, I listened to like a lot of like acoustic music, you know? Sure. And so like, it was totally up my alley. I was like, wow, this is really, really nice and Mm -hmm. like soothing. Mm -hmm. Um, So I really like that EP a lot. I mean, it holds up well. 2014 was a long time ago. (laughs) It was. I know. I'm I'm surprised that it holds up so well. And and of course, we had an amazing uh, engineer that uh, guided us along the way. Like we couldn't have done, we couldn't have made any of the sounds that we made without this kind of like outside perspective that is so very helpful. you get kind of too close to your song sometimes. Yes. And, um, you know, just having someone to be like, maybe you should do this or that. Something like things you wouldn't think about normally. Totally. Um, and that definitely added to the overall, um, you know, EP itself. Yeah. yeah. You, were you like, right. I'm not sure how old you are. <laughs> were you like right out of college around then or like a couple years out of college? So it was three years out of college, probably my third year in New York. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was like, you know, working in the kitchens, like wor- working behind the bars and things like that. And I was just like, I hate this. I want to make music full time. 
Um, I had a few songs kicking around, but I didn't really have the confidence to be a solo artist at that time. So luckily two of my really good friends were in the, in the same boat and they're like, let's do it. It's just like, let's make this happen. That's awesome. That's really cool. And then to fast forward a little bit to 2017, Butter Child. Butter Child, baby. Butter Child. I was listening to Butter Child this morning also, and it totally... So when I first met you again, like I listened to Steamboats, but I actually didn't... I didn't listen to Butter Child at the time. Mm -hmm. And so I think think it was my first time hearing Butter Child, and ooh, there's some soul. (laughs) Yeah, a little bit. Uh, Yeah, that project has been through many iterations of band names as you know musicians are want to want to do with their I mean you look who changes. you're talking to <laughs> don't worry I've been... I'm about to be on my third <laughs> <laughs> but Butterchild uh came about right when I entered the picture um so I was kind of a late addition to that band um but you know we would do like the wedding ba- we're a perfect wedding band I always market it like that because We'll do the contemporary hits of like the 60s and 70s. And then we'll also write originals like in that same vein. Um, so the album that we put out, you know, it could have could have come right out of that that Motown heyday. I mean, you know, I don't I don't want to toot our own horn here, but like we were very influenced of that era. Uh, so we tried to emulate that as best we could in our in our recordings. Yeah, totally. And and you could definitely hear that. And that, that makes sense too with like wedding stuff that you said, because I'm like, yeah, that it does sound like that. I didn't, I actually didn't picture that at the time, but now I'm like, oh yeah, that is yeah, kind of like perfect yeah. for weddings. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> I mean, it's like super soulful, super like lovey, mm-hmm. like very, very sweet, uh, mm-hmm. easy, easy listening. Very, and very danceable too, you yes. know, of all ages, like, you know, mom and dad can dance to this yep. as well as you know, the younger crowds. Yeah. Very yeah. smart. Yeah. Um, but I think also something in like your listening of like your full discography is that, or like, you know, what's online is that's what I found. So like interesting is that you're, you obviously come from listening to like a lot of different genres because the, the like folky acoustic to more like soulful dancey mm-hmm. to now your new music. Um, do you, did you have like a certain one specific genre that you really loved listening to growing up or did you listen to everything you know i tried to listen to it all um my mom was a huge influence i mean she is currently still a you know working musician and um she would always instill in me her favorite artists of of her day so like you know obviously like people like beatles joni mitchell um all those folk artists and Weirdly enough, uh, there was a there was a phase in high school where it was like I am only listening to Red Hot Chili Peppers, and like that's that's it for me. This is all my music. Um, and of course, you know, you you branch out, you go through phases in life. With I mean, thing. yeah, yeah. Like when I was in I, my skateboarding days, it was like only pop punk. You know, that's right. Uh, so it has a lot to do with where I was at in the time. And in college, I was only listening to, to, to classical music because like that's what I was getting my degree in. So mm. um, I actually I think, don't think I knew not to cut you off. I don't think I knew that your degree was in classical music, but I yeah. on your website, I saw that you have a lot of like classical. Yeah, music. classical <laughs> guitar. That was that was me for like four or five years. Um, wow. And I exited that like this is going to be what I do for for the rest of my career but obviously 
things change and, and like there is more market in some genres than there are in yeah. others. Um, but that's still a part of my life. Like I, I'm still yeah. noodling around uh, yeah, all I mean, this you, stuff. You have a lot of like classical guitar solos within your music. Now totally. Too. Yeah. Yeah. So like it's, you can still hear it. Yeah. yeah. Um, That's really cool. I also didn't know your mom was a musician. She is a choir conductor in uh, in the like greater Boston area. And it's interesting because she specifies her, her repertoire in, in almost exclusively music written by women it from like, you know, way back in the day that has never seen the light of day because it was immediately written off wow. because it was written by a woman. So it was like, we're not going to perform this in the symphony, you know, like it's not written by a man. Uh, yeah. But, you know, she's kind of revitalizing this whole, not to say it's a genre, but like, it's a whole subset of a genre that has never been heard or performed live before. Wow. Um, yeah. That's so she's, cool. she's great. She, she's, she's killing it out there. She's cool. Yeah. <laughs> she's pretty cool. My mom. That's awesome. And yeah. so like, she must've been pretty supportive when you want to go into music full time. Totally. Totally. Nice. Supportive in like, you know, this is, I I'm so happy for you. Like, you know, that it's an uphill battle. Uh, but like, despite all that, you want to make those decisions to do what makes you happy, which is, I'm very very lucky to be able to do that. You know, not everyone is in that is in that boat, but yep. you know, she was very supportive. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I do want to talk about your new music under yeah. under your name. Under me. Yeah. As oh, this is kind of random, but as mm. someone who's about to change their music under mm. my own name, did mm -hmm. you feel like an extra? This is like a real like for me. Did you feel <laughs> like extra like weighted pressure that it's like? Um, because I felt like personally, like when I was putting out music as a different name, I could kind of like separate myself a bit. Mm -hmm. Did you feel like um there was a little bit more of like this attached to you being under your name um, than you would with, like your past projects? Yeah, I mean that's that's a good question. I I am simultaneously relieved because I am no longer thinking about like mm, do I still like this band name after like six months time. Uh, because it's just like this is me that's my name so yeah. like you know that's that's the the name of this project is me um and i think you know if i were to ever change genres again because that might happen mm -hmm. i'll probably still perform under my own name because that's this is who i am <laughs> yeah totally yeah. that's yeah. that's kind of that's that's where i'm at also right? that yeah. i'm like over anything that i'm just like okay I'm just going to put it under my own name, but it yeah. does feel like a weird pressure for me because I feel like it's like, I don't know. There's something about it. That's like, it's so personal that it's like Very, attached to you. Yeah. That it, that uh, I'm like, Oh, I wish my name wasn't there. <laughs> yeah. I, I even felt that uh, going into this genre of like synth pop because it's so, it was so out of left field from mm -hmm. the, from the, the styles of music that I was in before. Um, so I guess I felt, I felt that more so, than any sort of attachment to my name is just like this is what he's doing now you know yeah not that i have like fans waiting for me to put out a project but like you know there was but there was that feeling honestly though that was kind of me to you not in, in like a in like a positive way but like so like in 2021 you put out time has come time has come for me to cut and run that was my reaction where i was like because again like i met you and I was listening to Steamboats. So I met you and I was like, oh, I didn't even know that you even liked synth pop. Yeah. <laughs> it me, was like a neither. nice, 
yeah, it was like a nice, cool surprise. Mm-hmm. And I also love that song. And I feel like it's like the perfect um, now that, you know, I've heard way more of your songs. It's like that song was like the perfect introduction for like mm-hmm. what the more the other songs we're about to hear. Mm-hmm. But like yeah. what? Yeah. How did you kind of start messing around in the synth pop world? Uh, a lot of it was um, not gigging anymore and not wanting not that i didn't um i didn't decide to stop playing shows with like steamboats or butter child but pandemic happens of course like everything shut down so we don't make music anymore we don't rehearse and i'm just like stuck in my basement with a keyboard and pro tools and i'm just like i gotta do something here <laughs> um and um i knew that i always like had a guilty pleasure for this kind of music but i was maybe a little bit like shy to to try writing it in myself yep. um but once i did it, i was like this is like pretty easy i just have this little keyboard here and i can make all these sounds and i don't have to spend time in the studio spend money in the studio do all these things so it was almost i wouldn't say it was a natural progression but it was uh very organic the way it came yeah out. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds so like, so there wasn't like a conscious decision of like, I'm going to exclusively make synth pop music. It just kind no. of happened. No. Yeah. It just, it just came out of me. You know? I've, I've always been curious about this with mm-hmm. like a lot of synth pop, uh, somebody who usually just like writes with an acoustic guitar, but I do want to try new things. Do you mm-hmm. usually write the songs like over a synth pop beat? Like you'll start with kind of a something uh, like you'll start yeah. with the sound and then write over it, or do you start an acoustic guitar and then transfer that to? Yeah, to... no, it's almost always like I like this sound and I want to manipulate it so it like fits a vibe, and then I want to write a progression with that sound, and then I'm going to put a beat on it. You know, the 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 vocals came like last. Yep. Um, which was way different than what I had been writing because if if we are similar, you know, it's like we're playing guitar mm-hmm. and there's a melody in my head mm-hmm. that I need to transfer onto guitar. Yeah, and this was this was the reverse of that. You mm-hmm. know, it's like I like this progression and I need to put some lyrics over it. And lo and behold, I I like the melody. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, well, time has come is great, and then after that, you put out shame. It seems to be uh, the song. Yeah, it's t- <laughs> taking the nation by storm. By storm. And you know, you know, for the people listening out there. Well, I guess it's because we're friends IRL. But I was a huge fan two years ago, when, which is crazy that it was two years ago. Yeah, two years ago when you put it out. And I was like, you know, send new videos like home at the pin. Yeah, I know. Like I know. dancing around to it. Yeah. So it's a great song. Um, first, can you tell me a little like background about the song? Uh, background about the song. So uh, same same kind of production thing. I was like, I like. I heard. I heard a beat. I, I've been. You know, a lot of these tunes are are samples yep. um, that I, that I'm borrowing from various royalty free places, and I liked one of them. So I was like, let me. You know put this together and then put a little pulsing baseline on it. Um, and it kind of came about that way. Lyrically speaking, it, it has a lot to do with like childhood. And mm-hmm. um, I had a friend, I had a really good friend um, that, you know, 
you, this might happen to you where it's like you you had this really good friend in childhood and now it's like you know we're complete strangers we don't talk to each other nothing mm-hmm. happened yeah. it's just like we went to school and then yeah. you know we lost touch um but the song is actually about shoplifting no way <laughs> and like yeah so me and a friend we're like you know we're going through a phase a little bad boy phase yep. and we take things like you know sticks of gum or something like yeah. that and then you get away with it and it's like oh like that was fun in the moment but like i don't know how to i have i have so i have this feeling now that i have had before yeah um so that's that's kind of loosely what the song is about there's some other aspects in there but um but yeah great song love that i love that i wrote it and uh very happy that uh, that it was featured on this netflix show because it definitely yeah. opened some doors for me totally yeah totally yeah. can you yeah. tell me how this i mean i know but can you tell me how this opportunity came about with jenny and georgia yeah so uh the show runner uh was a was a good friend of mine from high school like maybe i maybe even best friend at, at, at a certain time um and she was always very funny and like you know well very much into theater and writing and stuff so we knew when she moved to LA, like it was a matter of time before something of hers was going to get picked up. Uh, I put out that song and she liked it. You know, uh, she hadn't, I don't think, I'm not sure if you listen to anything else I put out, but ironically, she liked that song enough that she wanted to feature it on a pretty prominent uh, spot in season two. And I was like, this is amazing for me because, you know, it's not only on a show, but it's like, most of the song is there like a verse and a chorus which is kind of unheard of sometimes it um, is it, it really is crazy because i you know watched it knowing that your song was going to be on it so i was excited and i'm and i don't mean this in any like mean way but i thought the same i thought like oh it's going to be somewhere in the background or it's going to yeah, be yeah, yeah. like just like a, a little part of the song yeah when i was watching i was like this is the song <laughs> like this is the been, song like the song makes the scene Mm-hmm. like the song is like a powerful like it's it's a character in the scene it yeah. is really cool yeah very little dialogue just like you know tacit looks and you're and you're inferring what's happening and like the forefront is is you know a minute and a half of this song which is great I'm so yeah I, I was over the moon when I when I watched that for the first time because yeah. I, I I had heard it was like yeah it's in a pretty good spot but I had no idea that it was like a pivotal moment in the plot you know yep. um so how did it lucky. feel yeah um, like, how did it feel uh, when you watched weird. that for a the little first bit time? weird a yeah. little weird uh in a way that like you know is this really happening you know are people am i only or am i only watching this or like people gonna watch this um and then you know we we watched with like closed captions too it's like so you see shane by nick troop and it's like yes. what that's me <laughs> I'm this is me but I'm watching I don't know it was a it was very surreal also yeah. that's all I can say yeah and what was the reaction from the people that you knew like friends family fans the, the people oh, that, yeah. that listened it, to you I I I had a lot of people reach out to me being like this is you this is your song and it's like because I hadn't I hadn't really like told no, a lot of people no other you than were, you were so low-key about it <laughs> <laughs> well I did I, again I didn't know what it was going to be so I yeah, didn't want to yeah. like hype it up yeah um but yeah a lot of people reached out to me who were like this is crazy that's you and like this is like a long part of that song 
um, you know, people I haven't heard from in, in years. They're like, I watched the show, like, congrats on this song. It was really great. And then, of course, I got a bunch of DMs from, like, random people that are like, this song is great. Like, I, I just watched this episode. The, like, the day after the season aired, I was getting a lot of messages from people. Wow. And, you know, from a from a social media standpoint, like, I'm just a guy with, like, under 500 followers. So, like, I don't have a lot. Of, I didn't have a lot of presence at that time. Um, so I would get people like, is this you? like are you yeah are you, sure? are you that true? <laughs> so yeah a lot of fun really yeah fun. that's that's kind of the dream right i guess like mm-hmm. somebody reaching out and being like this like I'm, they made a connection with it mm-hmm. yeah yeah and it's cool because like you kind of were like i mean you basically were given like a little mini music video like it was like yeah. it was a powerful scene and so like automatically people are gonna have like an emotional attachment to it mm-hmm. in some way yeah yeah it was a little music video i gotta say yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then that's not the only song. Um, I want to talk about Child's Play for a bit. Because I know like some of the backstory of Child's Play because you told me before. But um, in season two, also the character Hunter performs Child's Play during a band practice in front of his other friends. Um, and it's like, I guess the song in this scenario is used as a way for him to work through his breakup with Ginny. So I want to hear your story with Child's Play, because I know there's base, there's like two different versions. Am I right? There's the one that you yes. wrote a long time ago. And then there's the one that you put out as a solo artist. Correct. Yeah. So I wrote that song probably when I was 13 or 14. Wow. Uh, So like almost 20 years ago. And that is interesting because like I had never thought that I would think about this song ever again. But at the time of writing it, uh, I, you know, broke up with like a high school or I was broken up with, I should say. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> by uh, by a girl I dated in high school, and Sarah was you know a good friend at the time, so mm-hmm. she was a she was aware of the whole thing. She loved that song since I wrote it, um, and she knew that she wanted to put it to to make it as a plot point in season two because a lot of the plot lines or a lot of things I should say are borrowed from our childhood. So, for instance, the scene in which like the basement, the Hunter's mm-hmm. basement. I think that's Hunter's basement. That's my basement. It's like literally wow. modeled after my old basement. The, just wow. the way that the stairs come down, the fact that everyone hangs out there and we have band practice there. Um, so number one, like that aspect is really surreal. Uh, number two, having like that song be played in that setting, it's like basically a dramatic reenactment of that that those memories. Um, and I gotta say, it's like, I have, I have written off that song, like personally. Yeah. I mean, um, if it's 20 years over it. Yeah. 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 Um, so it was a, it was a little bit weird seeing it performed. Like, you know how you kind of like, it's not secondhand embarrassment because it's like, 
that's that's me like yeah. i am embarrassed <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly first first hand embarrassment first hand embarrassment <laughs> because that's kind of supposed to be me yeah um of course the the actors and everyone producing it they did an amazing job but it's like you can't i couldn't help feeling like this is a, a little bit cringeworthy for for me only, yeah, yeah, yeah and no one else because like, yeah no one else has that experience exactly um yeah and then and of course like knowing that that is going to be in the season i was like okay well i guess i should dust this off and have it be part of this new era of of me as an artist um so it kind of revitalized it a little bit oh totally Uh, i i have mixed feelings about the original recording just because i know like i'm so young i'm so stupid and i like nothing is good about it in my opinion um but (laughs) i mean you're like literally a child I'm like a child. 13 years old. Yeah. That's that's yeah. crazy. I, yeah. I get embarrassed about songs I wrote like two years ago. I'm like, that's yeah. not me anymore. <laughs> yeah. So imagine having one of your songs that you wrote two years ago on like the, the national stage yeah. for all to hear. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's kind of fun in a, it, in a weird way. Yeah, yeah. But it it really like again, it that was part of the scene. And mm-hmm. I think like what's cool, and I'm sure well, Sarah is the the mm-hmm. creator. Yeah, Sarah Lambert. I'm, I'm sure like Sarah's Sarah was probably thinking like this song was a part of my childhood which is a part of the story also shame is about childhood like it seems very much attached to kind of like high school memories which is cool and probably the character can like relate to it or whatever yeah yeah absolutely and like I'm looking at it through a very selfish lens because oh no that'd be me too I there are (laughs) there are plenty of people that have associations with that song of that like same friend group in back Mm. like 20 years ago um, Sarah being one of them, obviously. Um, so it's like from her perspective, she has a different set of feelings about it than I do completely. Um, so it's interesting to see how, because, pe- you know, obviously other people are like, I remember this song you wrote from 20 years ago. Like, how do you feel about it? That's, that's really cool. I mean, it must have made a huge impact then. Did you like play so. it often? I think that it it just made the rounds. Um, you know, there's a there's a couple of saucy lines. So mm-hmm. there was there was drama in Ooh. the friend group at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So everyone was like, "Have you heard that song that Nick wrote about you know so and so?" And so it made the rounds. Oh, so everyone no, got to it's know so it. Like, high school, yeah, very high school. Like before the age of like, you know, people still had CDs. So like, yep. I don't even know how it got passed around. I think it was like maybe emailed places no we had itunes at that time yeah people had yeah. ITunes, so yeah it was like that um but either way very very loaded a lot of baggage coming with that song yeah yeah i'm, I'm good I'm some sure. yeah i know it's an interesting thing to have to um in like such a positive way too because you're like wow this is so cool what a great mm-hmm. opportunity but also yeah. what a funny opportunity that you yeah that's like <laughs> kind of like random of everything that i put out like this yeah is you're like there are others the, i got other stuff <laughs> you want to listen to steamboats or... yeah right exactly <laughs> um uh, but it, i mean it is a great song also and and i love your version of it i love mm, the nick troop you. version uh, the you. the it's i think it's really cool it's kind of like you kind of like reclaimed it in in a way mm-hmm. to just mm-hmm. be like this is totally. what you should listen to totally yeah exactly um and last thing i want to talk about eons eons 
yes, yes. Congratulations thank on your you. new release. Um, you, it's a great, you. great song. Thank you. Um, super fun as usual. Um, can you tell me about it? Yeah, uh, I wrote that one, I think last year. Um, I had been listening to a lot of, so when I go, when I would go to the gym, like I couldn't listen to any of the stuff that I would normally listen to, like, which would be like low key Phoebe Bridgers type. Mm -hmm. Uh, it just wasn't getting me pumped up. So I started, that makes sense. (laughs) I started just like going into this like retro synth playlist. Um, some bands like Time Cop 1983, like bands I had never heard of before, but I'm just putting it on and it's giving me that pulsing beat that I that I need to get through this workout because everything yep. sucks, you know? Yeah. And I just want to like feel something. And <laughs> that was that was giving me what I needed. Um, but after a while of doing that, I was like, this is like good music and there's like art to it. Mm-hmm. And I want to Eon specifically, um, I wanted to emulate uh, a certain like up-tempo, che- el- there's like elements of cheesiness that is like, that are, that are good. Well, um, feel, there's some like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but some parts feel very classic Rocky. Oh, like, sure. That, I mean, that the electric guitar, like that soaring like 80s yeah. vibe. Yeah. Um, I think about like theme songs to like 90s cop shows and stuff. 80s and 90s cop shows where it's just like synth meets you know hair metal type of thing yeah um so that's that's kind of what i was going for with this one it's a lot it's just fun you know like it's cheesy but it's fun no this one's really fun this one's really fun and it sounds different um in that way you're right it's kind of like brighter i guess Mm -hmm. you could say like Mm -hmm. it's like yeah Mm-hmm. yeah but, con- sure. but congrats thank you thank it's, you so much it's an awesome song yeah we love it um so i'm curious i guess as like a uh, a friend also just like what what can we expect next mm-hmm. Good question. <laughs> not that you always have to be thinking next but but you actually are someone that like i don't know if people know this but like you are very actually like planned ahead in a way or like you work on these songs for a long time like until mm-hmm. you must probably just have to put it out just because you have to end it yeah um yeah <laughs> most of my songs like all of this output of like synth pop you know outrun they call it type of music is um it's one at a time because i don't yeah. i don't have the bandwidth to like think about more than one yeah art piece of piece of art at a time so it's just like i'll spend a couple months writing it and then I'll take a step back because like, you know, you can get too close to your, your own projects mm-hmm. for sure. And then you come back to it with fresh ears and mock everything together, spend a couple months with, you know, my, uh, my masterer who mm-hmm. has his own ideas, um, which is great to have that kind of collaborative collaboration because he's got ideas that I would never have. And he's also a little bit better at the engineering aspect of things um so yeah it takes a while but it's also it also you know there is forethought and there is deliberation i guess with with everything that i'm trying to put out these days and you know if people don't like them at at, at least i can say that i did everything to make it good <laughs> you oh, know yeah from my perspective 
totally no they sound awesome and i mean like you're very consistent as an artist so like you're good i I would i just be writing random things and yeah (laughs) sound the same but no uh it's really really good thank you um i thought before i let you go um if we can create kind of uh an artist playlist Mm, i'm gonna call it so this is the nick troop playlist Mm -hmm. um and you can cheat if you want if you have your phone nearby and you want to look on spotify because i didn't ask you these questions before so they're kind of going to be like whatever you say um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh i just basically had this idea and i was curious what would you say is your favorite song right now like what, okay. are, you, what are you rocking out to i'll give you i'll give you my top three yes right love that that love are that. that are heavily in, like if you listen to these songs you'd be like oh that's where you got it yeah love it um uh so number one uh i mentioned time cop 1983 uh they have a song called my delorean my that song i listen to it all the time uh i i first heard it like years ago and i still like have it it's like one of those songs you just kind of come back to when you're mm-hmm. it's a comfort song let's call it yeah uh my delorean and then this one band i think they're french and they're called starcadian and um they've got this one tune called new cydonia i don't know if it's cydonia cydonia it's cy um one of these like really kind of epic soaring pulsing you know four on the floor type of tunes that just get you, get your blood pumping let's say I guess kind of out of left field, someone that is always, always someone I'll listen to probably once or twice a week, Willie Nelson, like wow. just like put on any Willie Nelson tune and it makes me very happy. Like it, it gives me joy to listen to that man sing his, his standards that he yep. wrote in like the sixties. I don't know something about it that that gives me a lot of comfort, but completely different than, yeah. than, than the other two artists I mentioned. A mama don't let you babies grow up to be cowboys. Don't let them pick guitars and drive a Make them be doctors and lawyers and such. You love that. Yeah. Um, well, thank you. See, that was a perfect example of songs that because now I'm going to go listen to those songs. Please do. Please do. <laughs> yeah, great. All right. What is a song, if you are currently writing music, do mm-hmm. you have a song that inspires your current writing? Or is it the ones you mentioned before? <laughs> I would say though a lot of those are, are, are some I mentioned before. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't have anything in the works right now. Um, I spent a lot of creative energy on this mm-hmm. one. Um, so I always like to take us a little step back from, from things creatively and and let things happen, yeah. You know, naturally. And, and forcing yourself to write something never really works for me. Yeah, um, I'm sure it works for people, but not for me. Uh, but you know, if I'm feeling like I need to be inspired, I'll put on 
the the retro wave playlist n83 is, is another example of an mm. artist that uh they're great they're great and i'll be i'll go back to them and be like well, it's a kind of a fun thing maybe i'll steal that and rework it into something i like Love that. Yeah, M83 is great. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, what's uh, I have two more for you. Mm -hmm. yeah. What is a song that reminds you of love? <laughs> mm. I know exactly the one. I don't oh, even have to good. look it up. Patsy Klein, crazy. Written by guess who? Willie Nelson. No way. <laughs> yeah. More but, Willie Nelson. But I but her version of it is is something that like immediately sends me you know like those cartoons where it's like you have hearts coming out yeah. of your head that's that's what that song makes me feel oh, crazy for thinking that my love could hold you i'm crazy for trying and crazy and I'm crazy for loving you. The last one, although you may have answered this already, so sure. whatever, but it's uh, again about synth pop because that's more of like your style yeah. of music. Yeah, yeah. Um, what is one of your favorite synth pop songs of all time? Of all time. All, all right. time. This one, I mean, you could do multiple. This one I do have to look up because I don't have the name of it. Oh, here it is End of the Night by robert parker featuring double boy listen right. to it and you'll be like okay yep i hear where he's coming from especially with eons i want to let you know Well, cool. Nick, thanks cool. so much for, for joining me today. Oh, it was a blast. Thanks for having me on. Of course. Let's go celebrate Eon soon. Yes, please. <laughs> we couldn't go to the Barbie, the, the Barbie party. I know. <laughs> so we'll have another one. We'll have an Eon's party. <laughs> All right. Thank you. No problem. Bye. Bye.